This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planner, available for a limited time only. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash preorder. Rate the show and we'll see you there and we'll see you soon. Um, Blake, did Verbs just um, tell people that they can leave us bad reviews? <laughs> yeah, I think Verbs, if you if you pay attention to the copy Verbs, I specifically wrote... You are free to leave us a review of five stars or higher. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the Internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Courtney, I'm excited as ever for this podcast because we're talking about something that hits a little too close to home, which is those moments where you feel like you are losing momentum on your projects or on your goals. You know, the last few months, I think for all of us have have really shaken things up in some way, shape or form. And, you know, as a result, it can we can just feel frustrated or disappointed or or for me I tend to get down on myself like hey I've got a podcast about goal achievement and here I am um you know losing momentum on some of my own goals um and so yeah I'm excited cuz today we're going to dialogue about that if that's if that's you if you're feeling that way yeah and I think it's it's helpful to remember that this is part of goal achievement it happens to everyone and honestly we've been in such a strange time lately that you know you may have found yourself over the course of the last few months saying like why can't I just get a break or why can't we just get a break I mean even here locally we live um outside of the Nashville area we had a huge tornado um, a couple of months ago, actually, the last time our team was together in person was actually volunteering, picking up trash for a tornado. And then the coronavirus um, pandemic has been, you know, sweeping the world. And it's just been kind of hard. You know, I've even found myself being like, can we just get a break? And we can approach our goals with that same attitude as well. Like, why can't I just get a, a break when it comes to achieving my goals? You said something there that I think was really, really important, which is just setbacks or moments where you lose momentum or interruptions. That's part of goal achievement. It is a part of life. It happens to everyone. And for me, I think where I get down on myself is when I start thinking that those setbacks is a sign of of failure or impending failure. And what we'll be sharing today is how to shift your mindset from a mindset of failure to a mindset of progress. How do you overcome these setbacks that are coming your way? Yeah, I and I know you've already said you're excited about this episode, but I am as well. I think it's so applicable to what you may be dealing with right now. And we're going to give you four simple steps to really overcome setbacks and really use them to your advantage. That's right. I think what setbacks always produce for us is an opportunity to be smarter, to be a better leader, to grow so that we get even more out of a quarter or a year than just some goal achievement. We actually get real three-dimensional growth in ourselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I hope after the end of this episode, if you're listening, that you kind of get your mojo back. You know, if you've been in a funk over the last few months, that this episode will kind of help reinvigorate you to, to really move forward. So pretty exciting stuff today. And, you know, nothing uh, says mojo to me like uh, a little greeting from our friend Verbs, Mr. Mojo himself. Thanks for that wonderful introduction again, Blake. Listen, if you're loving the focus on this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you may listen. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent, we do read them. We're always encouraged by your feedback on ways we can make the show better. Whatever it might be, visit your local platform, leave a review, rate the show, and we'll see you soon. Okay, so we've already hinted at this, but you know, setbacks are part of goal achievement and it happens to everyone. I think that is one of the key things that you need to be thinking about. It happens to everyone. It happens to me. It happens to Verbs. It happens to Blake, although he probably won't admit it. It happens to our boss, Michael Hyatt. It is part of goal achievement. And without it, you're probably not progressing towards any goals. Exactly. So how do you Take those setbacks and not think of yourself as a failure, but actually just realize that, hey, I'm making progress. This is part of progress. So you can overcome the setbacks when you have that mindset. And today we're going to share four simple steps to do exactly that. Okay, so the first step is to realize that setbacks are inevitable. It's not you. It's just part of life. And Frankly, crap happens. You know, we all have to get used to it. We are going to make mistakes, and that's hard. It's especially hard for me. I really like to not make any mistakes, but it's just true. You know, life throws delays at us, it throws disappointments, it throws coronavirus pandemics at us. You know, it just happens. And there are lots of cases of people that have failed. And through failure, it actually creates momentum towards actually achieving bigger goals than they even first set off to achieve. Yeah, I think it's all on how you appreciate the setback, right? If you don't think that the setback was inevitable, if you think that you're just something's just wrong about you or you stink, then boy, it's, it's really hard to progress from there. You know, a, a famous example is Bill Gates, you know, his first business was something called Trafo data that was this, you know, device that read traffic tapes and processed the data. And, you know, he couldn't sell it. It didn't work. It flopped. And there was something, and we have in our notes here, this, this quote from Paul Allen, his partner said, even though Trafo data wasn't a roaring success, it was seminal in preparing us to make Microsoft's first product just a couple years later. And I just think, you know, Phil Gates didn't recognize that failure or setbacks were just a part of the process, part of making progress towards bigger goals. He, he may have given up, right? But he didn't. And uh, he ended up cha- changing the world because of that mindset shift. Yeah, I think part of this mindset shift is really accepting problems as part of the process. And I, I just want to say that again, because I think it's so key problem, accept problems as part of the process. I think the key is not personalizing it um, and really having grace for yourself, especially during times like this. 
But you know, you are going to make mistakes. So when you make a mistake, don't label yourself as a failure. You know, I think it's important not to globalize this. You know, when you make a mistake, it isn't the pattern for your whole life. It's just that it's a mistake and part of the process. Exactly. And I think that neutralizes the emotional stakes that we sometimes put into our goals is just recognizing, hey, I don't have to be ashamed here. Setbacks, it's, it's, it's part of the deal. So number one, the first step is just to realize, to recognize setbacks on your way to goal achievement are inevitable. The second step is acknowledge them. Acknowledge those setbacks. They may be inevitable, but that doesn't mean that we always accept them, that we look at them with the right lens, right? I mean, I I don't know if, if you find yourself doing this, Courtney, but have you ever just resisted the temptation to just, hey, I want to blow past the fact that there's a setback? I know that I think it was probably, you know, from mid-March to mid-April, there was some goals on my list where I was like, no, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still on track. It's good. This is going to blow over and, and I'm sure tomorrow it's going to be better, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I still, actually, if I think back to even early April, mid-April, there still were some goals that I was like, you know what? Things are just going to get right back to normal and I'll get right back to this goal. I was just like holding on to the goal, trying to like sugarcoat the whole thing. And, you know, it it kind of, I wasn't acknowledging it, you know, the real change that had happened. Yeah. So it's important to take ownership here. You know, don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't avoid it. But make an evaluation of the problem, of the setback, whatever it may be. So here's four questions you can use to process a setback or a failure. First, what did I want to have happen? You know, what what did you write down in your weekly big three or what was the goal? Secondly, what did happen? What actually happened? Just say it, you know, don't, don't be a marketer about it. Don't put it through a spin zone here. What happened? Write that down. Here's exactly what happened. Be objective. The third question is what went right? You know, even though you may have come up short, it doesn't mean that everything was wrong, probably, right? Look to see what the good news was, what went well. And then finally, what went wrong, right? This is where you take responsibility. So it's not about placing blame. It's really about saying, well, what went wrong? Or, you know, another way to ask that is, well, what was missing here? You know, what wasn't working? And if you're a part of the problem, then, you know, write down, take a moment to write down why, what wasn't working, what went wrong. So again, those four questions, what did I want to have happen? What did happen? What went right? And what went wrong? Yeah. And I think working through that process really helps you not move too quickly. Um, For example, I'm so futuristic that sometimes I can just blow by this thing without really, you know, taking the time to acknowledge it. And what happens when you don't acknowledge it, you're more likely to run into the same issue again. So again, just acknowledging the setback, it's vital for taking the next step, which is number three, harvest the learning. This is really where you begin to turn the corner from acknowledging the problem to actually solving the problem. But you have to be intentional about this. Saying what happened isn't enough. You know, you've really got to take what you've acknowledged and distill what you can learn from it. 
You're exactly right. You know, this is, we talk about the KISS principle, the four questions we have, the KISS, that acronym for harvesting the lessons. The first, you know, K stands for keep. What will I keep doing? I stands for improve. What will I do better? How will I improve it? The first S is for start. What will I begin doing? How is that going to help? And then finally, stop. What did I or we do that wasn't effective? What do I want to stop doing? We actually have an after-action review process that uses many of these tools on our team. So anytime we do any kind of promotion, we, at the beginning of the process, we set up a time for us to do these reviews. So it's not always, you can use this at a lot of different times. You can use this when there is a setback or a mistake, but you also can kind of just instill this to always be evaluating what you're doing and how you can make it better. And I think the point is, you know, regardless if you're using this framework for, you know, something that you've done at work or a setback that you've had with a goal, the key is harvesting the lessons really gives you the power back. You know, it keeps you from saying, you know, I'm just helpless. Like, well, I guess that didn't work. You know, all these things keep happening to me and really puts you back in the driver's seat to be able to say, okay, here's what I can do about it. And honestly, just having the plan, having some action steps will really make you feel so much better, you know? So by the time you get to this third step, you're really kind of like having some agency again in this process. And the fourth and final step is to make changes and move on. The purpose of this process as a whole is to get you back on track towards achievement, right? So you stop to review your situations, you check your route, you make adjustments, and then you get back in the car and drive. You know, it's really all about implementation at that point. You know, I think that when we skip any part of this process, Courtney, you know, I can, I've been guilty of this, I think, when I don't take the time to adequately acknowledge what's going on uh, or harvest the lessons, you know, from, from what didn't work and things like that, I can tend to carry with me a little bit of regret, you know, or I, it's like I'm driving the car, but I'm looking through the rear view mirror too much. Um, that's just maybe my personality, but I, I will even hesitate towards taking big actions in the future if I carry that disappointment with me and I haven't properly processed through it. You know, so I think that when we engage with this process and we take the time to write it down, you know, maybe it feels like for you right now, you're like, man, I'm so busy and I w- I'm, I'm behind on my goals. I don't have time to go through all this. Trust me, when you take the time to, to process through you will be primed and ready to take positive action and get out of a a feeling of, man, I can't catch up. I can't catch up to my goals because now you're equipped to know here's the route that's really going to take me there. Here's what I can do. Here's the knowledge I can apply, the lessons I've learned that really position me for greater achievement moving forward. And Blake, you know what? I love how this fourth step really connects right back to the first step of You know, we have to realize that setbacks are inevitable. And as Courtney mentioned, we have to accept their problems as part of the process, not just as an aside or something that happens in consequence of. But the problems are going to be baked in there. 
which makes this harvesting, learning, and um, dealing with those setbacks all encompassing because it's all it's all part of the same thing. Versus like, ah, oh, I didn't do this because I missed this part of my goal. You know, I came up short in this area, and now I'm dealing with the setback. It's it's baking it all in. It's all one cake. And then learning from that that whole process as, well, actually, this is going to help me with this next goal as I reframe it, as I repurpose it, as I revise it, whatever it needs to be. And, you know, figuring out how to not get emotionally entrenched in what happened that didn't go the way that you expected. What do you guys say to people who might be new to this goal setting framework and are dealing with just constantly feeling that setback and it's hard for them to move forward? Well, I think in my mind, all setbacks are not created equal. Hmm. For example, for me, I struggle a lot more when the setback is originated with me. Okay. You know, when I made the mistake versus something that is outside of my control, like the pandemic, you know, something like that. It's a little easier for me to take these steps because I'm not having to you know, look at myself and examine, okay, where did I go wrong? And, you know, I believe wholeheartedly one of our core values is total ownership of really owning when we make a mistake. And so I believe in that, but it's still hard. You know, it's hard to really examine that of ourselves and not to take it personally and to step back and be able to say, okay, I was wrong. I messed up and this is how I'm going to move forward. Another thing I would suggest to someone that is new to this or has been knowingly or unknowingly avoiding this kind of process is to involve somebody else, a third party of of some kind. You know, maybe it's a team that you work with. Maybe it's our compass program. You know, maybe you're sharing with someone you connect with in there, or maybe it's a spouse or a partner or something. I can remember for me, I had fallen short and was really off track on a financial goal, and I avoided this process for months. And it was because I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. You know, finances, especially personal finances, I think are a thing that can trigger that uh, with, with a lot of people. But for me, I think especially so. And, you know, what ended up happening when I avoided learning the lessons was things got worse, right? <laughs> I didn't, they didn't get better. And a, a big part of it I realized in retrospect was because I was really isolated in that process. And I remember I was on a phone with a, you know, a financial uh, planner or counselor type person. And I was walking through this stuff and I was kind of tracking back, okay, here's what happened. And this person just shed light on, oh, well, all you need to do is just X, Y, and Z. And now here's your plan, you know, for the next few years, Blake, and, and this will be in your rearview mirror before you know it. And I was like, wow, why did I try to shoulder this whole process alone? You know, I wish I would have reached out to someone and kind of walked through this after action review, which, you know, maybe you noticed the after action review, a lot of this process is located in your weekly preview. If you use the full focus planner, well, I wish I had done that after action review with someone else. Uh, long before, because that helps offset, I think, some of the the shame or the personal baggage emotionally that can keep you from gleaning the lessons that you need to move forward. I, I know we've mentioned taking the shame out of this several times, but so many times I think we just don't have enough grace for ourselves when it comes to goal setting. We kind of 
as a culture, really, we really can make each other feel bad when we miss goals or just make ourselves feel bad to the point that we want to throw in the towel on goals that we think, you know what, it's just easier not to set goals than to set goals because that risk of shame is so high in our culture. And so if you're new to this, I think the really important thing is to know by going through the process of of striving to hit goals, the gain from that is going to be so much greater than if you allow, you know, setbacks to totally derail that and you decide not to pursue goals at all. I think today that we've learned that you can overcome the setbacks to goal achievement in these four steps. Number one, we talked about realizing that the setbacks are inevitable. Number two, you have to do the work of acknowledging them. And number three, this is the opportunity for you to harvest the learning. And number four, make the changes and move on. And when you do this, you'll make the shift from feeling like a failure to actually seeing yourself making progress, which is very important. You'll feel confident because you're back in control. You'll get your goals and projects back on track and you will actually make the progress faster. Blake and Courtney, you have any any more final thoughts on any of these steps as we close out? Yeah, I know that Blake mentioned this uh, just a minute ago, but I really want to remind everyone that this is really part of your weekly preview. So if you find yourself having a setback to a goal, that's kind of your cheat. Go look at your weekly preview and use step two to really help you get through your goal setback, whatever that is. So again, if you can't remember these four steps, just go look in your weekly preview. Excellent tip and an excellent episode. Go learn some lessons, people. You know, something that I've I've reminded people, clients of ours, who, you know, they're looking for the next book, the next course, the next whatever. And of course, it's always good to invest in learning. But the most important learning you can possibly invest in is learning the lessons of the last week you know, or the last quarter. Um, The stuff you need for the next week and the next quarter is lying and wait for you to discover. So dig in. Don't be afraid. You can do it. All right, Courtney, we successfully did another episode uh, amongst the shirts and sleeves here uh, in our closets. Uh, How did it feel being in your closet today? Did you feel like you kind of were channeling my uh, creative energy? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. I very much felt the monochromatic vibes of my closet. And yeah, I think the people probably can hear that, you know, as they're listening. I mean, I was more inspired, I can say for sure, just because of the color scheme you have going behind you. Um, (laughs) Some organizational goals there uh, were just really excellent. So, well, thank you for joining us again for Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember the hashtag focus on this podcast. And be here next week because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you you heard it here first, I know. folks. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. Next week, we have a special guest. Uh, Barack Obama will be joining us. And uh, he has some questions about his weekly preview. So hopefully we'll be able to help him. But, uh, you know, no promises here. (laughs) That was actually, can we use that? Thanks for joining. We'll get some listeners.
This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the new Full Focus Kids and Full Focus Students Planner, available for a limited time only. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash preorder.